grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Welcome in. It is episode number 321 of Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. Joined uh, this week, nobody's uh, in the same place uh, as everybody had plans or something with the weather. I don't know what it is. Joined, as always, by Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. 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 Yeah? Any more? Yep. Okay. All right. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. All right, we got a lot to do, a uh, lot to talk about. A obviously. lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, a lot to talk about. Uh, on top of that, joining us a little bit later on in the program, one of my favorite professional wrestlers on the face of the planet. He is truly a sick fuck. Uh, he made my top ten list a couple weeks ago when we did our top ten all professional wrestling right now. Uh, there, is, there are few professional wrestlers on the planet that entertain me like Joey Ryan does. Joey Ryan entertains the living shit out of me. And so I am uh, looking forward to chatting with him as he is coming to Defy uh, here in May. Defy is venturing uh, elsewhere into the Pacific Northwest, including uh, they're headed to Portland. And Joey Ryan's going to be a part of that. So we will talk to Joey Ryan later on in the program. But boys, specific, uh, or specifically speaking of the Pacific Northwest, there's a wrestler from the Pacific Northwest who is returning to our lives. And my God, I could not be happier about it. Who's this? I, I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, I believe it's David Richards, right? Didn't we find out that David Richards? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Neat. Dude. Dude. <sighs> Dude. I popped. I marked so bad when somebody told me. When Aaron texted was like, Aaron texted us and was like, oh, we get to see Dan- Daniel Bryan. I was like, where? At Access? <laughs> right. Like, what are you right, talking about? <laughs> right. Right. Like, oh, is He's he like, coming no, to Jimmy Seafood? Like, that's cool, you know? <laughs> He's coming through DC. He's, he's, he's doing, I, you know, at an we AT&T store somewhere. Yeah. I thought he was doing one of those promo uh, interview tours like we get sometimes when we got Naomi. Yeah. We're going to get to talk to Daniel Bryan. I was yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited right? about that. Um, In fact, it's Daniel Bryan returning to the ring where he rightfully belongs. Yes, it is. Daniel Bryan is back. Um, there's a couple of things. First of all, let's say all the things that we have to say. Uh, we are we are hoping for the best. Obviously, like the, his health is the most important thing in the world, and that's what we talked about when Daniel Bryan retired. If Daniel Bryan can do this without significant risk, if he can still be at least some facsimile of what Daniel Bryan was without significant risk, then God bless. Uh, I, think I mean, he picked up right where he left off. He most certainly did. He uh, definitely. I mean, you could tell he was being a little more careful. Those drop kicks, he was doing like the full almost 360 there instead of landing on his neck and shoulder like he did in the past. So he's definitely changing it up a little bit, but that's good. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see him land anywhere near his head or neck. Yeah, I'd prefer anytime that. in the near future. I'd prefer. And that. how great did those drop kicks look? They oh, looked they looked really great. Good. They were awesome. It, it looked better the fact that he was doing the full yeah, flip did. with them. Yeah, it Actually, absolutely looked better. It really looked good, dude. He looked really, really good. Uh, it was great to see that immediately he was doing something physical. I thought they wouldn't let him do anything physical until his first match. So I thought that was cool. Um, I knew they were. I, I actually knew they were going to do something. 
physical tonight because there was no other reason why you would announce it the way that they did on like Tuesday before. I think. Or they, but it, hang on, I think they I, did. I thought they did that because they wanted people tuning in, dude. I never watch shows live, and you know what I did at seven forty-five last night. I flipped over to goddamn Modern Family on USA Network to make sure that I was there at 8 o'clock when Daniel Bryan came out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, that's why they put it all out that he's fully clear. Because I felt, I felt like they would do that. Like, otherwise, if you're going to do, like, why would they do it that quickly? Like, this close to WrestleMania. If you knew this was a plan all along. No, you know what I, I'm saying? Right. No, I thought they were announcing it. I just thought they would try to keep him from doing anything physical until I, he was in the ring. That was I my thought point. he might do I thought he might do a little bit physical. I did not expect that. Yeah, I did, I not, did expect not expect a power bomb, bomb into the apron. The apron. Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, the other thing that came from that is that look, I was the guy who immediately said Yo, I'm happy that Daniel Bryan's back, but I'm pissed off that he's ta- tagging with Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon is absolutely 100% a heel. He is a heel right now, and you can't sell me on otherwise. And you're still not going to be able to, but in the course of one segment, they were able to completely get me to avert my my over-the-top feelings about un- how unhappy I am that he's clearly going to be tagging with Shane McMahon and change it to, okay, fine, this all works. Of course he wants revenge on these guys. This this is all just, it's fine. I'm totally fine with it. I hated it at the beginning of the night, and by the end of the night, I was completely okay with it. And that was the brilliant thing about it. I heard people saying, oh, you know, they should have waited till WrestleMania and have, you know, Daniel Bryan come out a mystery partner, and it would be a huge pop, and yes, it would be. However, in this case, if you had waited there, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they come out as the faces in that situation. People are behind them. In this case... Whatever you feel about Shane, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are clearly heels. They beat the shit out of the most beloved figure in wrestling. They are the heels. We are going to boo them. And, you know, even though Shane is involved in whatever you feel about Shane, it is Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn against Daniel Bryan. We are cheering Daniel Bryan. We are booing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Correct. Um, all true. I still think they could do a little work with Shane between now and WrestleMania. Although, you know, for whatever reason, as I keep pointing out, it pisses me off the same way the Goldberg shit pissed me off. But for whatever reason, no matter how much of a fucking heel Shane McMahon has been, he still gets stupid chance every time he comes out. I will never be able to explain it. It is for, for everything that AJ bitches about when it comes to the to crowds and marks. None of this makes sense. No mark on the planet does this make sense for the way that the crowds have reacted for Shane McMahon. It's insane. It's insane how this has somehow worked still with the crowds. And so I guess they don't have to worry about me because clearly the crowds haven't caught on to the fact that that Shane McMahon has been an utter and complete heel throughout this entire process. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely pulled off two guys that could have won the WWE title for no reason. Correct. Correct. Yes. He's a dick. He's just a dick. Fuck Shane McMahon. He's just he's, a dick. As, as, I, as I tweeted, he, you could make a case that he's more corrupt than Vince and Stephanie. I mean, right now, like, what? it's so corrupt. He might as well he be the pulled, president. Like, okay, you pull Kevin Owens off because, you know, he kicked you in the face. Okay, that's a dick thing to do. Like, I get it, though. I understand. You can at least justify like, it. Right. But Sammy Zayn did nothing to you, man. <laughs> right. You're just a fucking asshole. That's all you are. Yes. And, and what's worse, at least when Vince or Stephanie's like acts like a dick, acts like an asshole, they embrace it. They're like, yeah. Well, they're I'm supposed evil. to be He's heels. Like, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm justified in all this. Right. My God. That, and, that's what makes it way worse. Oh, Right. Course. That's what I'm saying. Of course. <laughs> but for some reason, still, 
Crowds chant for Shane McMahon when he comes out. I do not get it. It does not even. It and it doesn't even make any logical sense when it comes to the common wrestling fan because AJ's normally right about the common wrestling fan. They're idiots. And yet, despite the fact that nothing about Shane McMahon's character suggests that you should be cheering for him right now, people are still losing their minds when Shane McMahon comes out. And he's not even done really, let's all tell the truth, he hasn't been good at all as an authority figure. He's no, been he awful. He has been a sweaty mess every time I, I, he's you know, opened I, I, I was one of those guys yeah, completely hey, marking hey, two hey. years ago when he came out. I was the Shane McMahon mark. And even I say, he's been awful since he returned. He's just been god-awful. Well, not in the ring, though. That, that part is true. I'm saying as an authority yes. figure. As an authority as, figure. As a been, character, he's been awful. Right. In the yeah. ring, you're right. He's still willing to do crazy shit. He still, you know, he works his ass off. None, of, And that might literally just be all it is. It might be that every crowd just respects the fuck out of him for all the crazy stuff that he's willing to do. And that's fine. I get it. But he's been terrible in his role as an authority figure. He has had no charisma whatsoever on the mic, he he just, it's been bland. And bland is giving it maybe a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's been awful, but yet he's so protected for whatever reason as a face when, in the eyes of the crowd that they've been able to get away with it. So in one night, they've made this logical. They've made it work. Um, I still think you have to clean up really like what these guys' roles are going to be moving forward because if Daniel Bryan's going to be an active full-time performer, like, is he also going to be an authority figure? So maybe do you put some sort of authority at stake in the match? Like, I, I don't know what you do with all of that, but Shane currently has no authority, and Daniel Bryan's an active performer, so I do think you have to clean some of those things up in the coming weeks before you get to WrestleMania. I don't even necessarily think you have to clean it up before WrestleMania. You could clean it up shortly after WrestleMania if you want to. I mean, there, there's nothing that says, you know, obviously last year Shane McMahon was commissioner. He wrestled. Daniel Bryan can wrestle. So as long as you clean it up shortly, you you can get right, away with that. I, but, yes, eventually okay, you do have to Shane clean Mc, up the who's in charge. Shane McMahon thing. wrestled as an authority figure. He wasn't wrestling as somebody who wanted to win the WWE championship at some point. Well, and, and right now Daniel Bryan isn't that person well, as of now. Yeah, but I don't think that there's any world in which we believe that Daniel Bryan's coming back and not. Of course not. Yes. Wait, but, but I'm just saying if we're talking strictly about WrestleMania and the, the two SmackDowns before, I don't think you necessarily need to clean it up that quickly. But you do need to clean it up, you, say, you, you by got, the next draft. Which will you guys be do backwards. realize? You guys do realize that at some point in the next mm, six months, we are at whether it be on a pay per view or on a SmackDown, we're probably going to end up getting a Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan triple threat match. Well, I mean that would be wonderful. Or I would just take Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura, or literally any other combination of performers that you want to throw at me right now. If one of them <laughs> is Daniel Bryan, I'm going to say yes. Like that was the funny thing about everybody freaking out is, well, I would rather him do this. I would rather him do anything. Dan, th name the thing right now that you don't want to see Daniel Bryan do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why we're all so effing excited. Yes, obviously there's something there with The Miz that you have to clean up at some point. Are you cleaning that yes. up at SummerSlam? Are you waiting and trying WrestleMania to... WrestleMania next year? It, I don't know. Whenever you try to clean it up, that's fine. But you obviously have to clean up the thing with The Miz. Then you have these dream matches that AJ's alluding to. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, those types of things. 1,000%. By the way, I would like something more with Kevin Owens. I would love that. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so... Yeah. God and Sami Zayn, too. By all means, right. I'd like all Dolph of them. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that, yes. by the way, before they did that final segment, when they teased that with Dolph Ziggler, I tweeted it out. I said immediately, I would a thousand percent rather see Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler ver than Daniel Bryan tagging with Shane McMahon. Because Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler sounds gold to me. It yeah. sounds perfect. Yeah. 
to me. So yeah, there's a hundred of them. They're all out there. Yep. Here's my question for you. How do you use uh, Daniel Bryan going forward? Do you use him as any old, not obviously not any old wrestler. He's obviously a main eventer, but do you use him weekly? Do you use him only on pay-per-views? Do you use him every two pay-per-views? If, if you're WWE, how do you use him? I mean, I, I would, if I'm WWE, I'm using him as much as he lets me. Yeah, I mean, I, that, it's it's tricky, right? I like I think that you have to have made peace with what what exactly your injury concerns are. And as long as his egg isn't scrambled, he—I am more than willing to do whatever the hell he wants to do. The but, moment his egg gets scrambled, then we gotta re, right, you know, right. I think we gotta re, we gotta recalibrate. I think the question becomes: Do you want to make him someone that it, it's special? You're not going to get this every yeah. week. Um, you're gonna get Daniel Bryan once a month. You're gonna get him, and I think that's okay. I mean, they use John Cena though, kind of regularly when he's around. It's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like they don't have John Cena wrestling matches from week to week, so I don't know that I'm opposed to using him regularly. I don't. I mean, I think Daniel Bryan, if he's going to be an active performer, needs to be like any other active performer. And frankly, you know, I'd be a little surprised if Daniel Bryan would sign up for something that only had him wrestling once. Every, a month. Oh, if, if if it's if, if it's Daniel Bryan's decision, he's wrestling every house show. He's wrestle. You know. But that's again, what Daniel Bryan is. That's what he wants. I think, I'm just saying, but I think WWE, saying, do but you I think this protect is Daniel him Bryan. a little bit? I think he was very clear. He was I don't the, know if I have him on house shows. Right. Like, I'll give him. I'll put him on house shows on the lead up to WrestleMania just so he can work his kinks out. But like after WrestleMania, I wouldn't have him on pretty much any house show. I would only have him on TV. I mean, they like they get money from house shows. So most of these guys like doing them because it it's it just it's just their ability to make money. Um, and Daniel, Daniel Bryan has always thr- like you could tell he loves wrestling the house like he can do the some of his comedy bits that he really likes doing he can do, you know he doesn't have to worry about storyline he he thrives in that sort of format so again if it's up to him I think he does it but look I, the answer to everything is yes <laughs> like, right you know it's Daniel fucking Bryan have him have him wrestle Raw Smackdown right. Velocity uh, uh, Mixed Match Challenge correct. 205 Live yeah by all means do the whole thing uh, create a new UK tournament and just have it be all him just him wrestling have him himself with every, every belt he will be the one to he, you know he's gonna put himself into the 205 Live Cruiserweight tournament at the last second he'll win it then he'll win the Universal title and the WWE title do you at all I'm in. do you at all worry um, that they forget that he's supposed to be an underdog. Do you do you at all worry that because this is conquering hero Daniel Bryan? And, oh, he's not an underdog anymore. But he's that's how his character works. Is no, that's how underdog. his character got him to where he is now. So you think he can it's, he can be just like any other megastar at this point? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I think I mean, it, it depends I mean, on who ma- you're putting. He, he main evented and won a WrestleMania against. Batista, who right. you made all three of. members of Legacy, or, Randy uh, Orton, or of, uh, yeah. Evolution, sorry, uh, yeah. Triple H. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I'm aware. I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't there. You guys. Were, I mean, but... here's the, here's the thing, though. If you do realize if he hadn't been cleared, he could have also went in the Hall of Fame. No, I know. I, I'm I'm with so you. So that's why that's why he's not an. I just do think that you have to protect that aspect of his character because that's what keeps him wildly but the, popular. But the, but with his character. He can win any match, but he's not an underdog. The way you make him an underdog is put him in situations like put him against Roman Reigns, put him against Brock Lesnar, put him against Braun Strowman. Right. That's what makes him an underdog. Right? Yeah, I, I think it. I think as it a wrestler, he's no longer an underdog. I hear you. I hear you. I, I think you know you kind of 
going off of what AJ said, it just depends on who he's facing. You can do it as in you, – you can have almost be two different things. If you want to put him in that underdog role, yes, you can against, like you said, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. If you want him just to be this is the greatest wrestler on the planet and we're going to kind of create storylines around that, then, yeah, you put him against AJ Styles. You Shinsuke put him against Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Shins- Roode. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, then again, Shinsuke is pretty big. I think Shinsuke would probably dwarf Daniel Bryan. I can't remember if he's they've stood next to each other much. But again, you're, you're focusing on with those on the dream match aspect. You're not necessarily focusing right. on the underdog right. aspect. People are just going to eat that up anyways. Now, if you really want to get into the whole Roman Reigns thing, you can. And then, yeah, you can position him as an underdog. And you can even put him back against Triple. You know, you, you can feed that part of the character the machine doesn't really like him you can even feed into the fact that hey you guys kept me on the shelf for two years when i wanted to i fought my way back here that's how you 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 know do the underdog thing is i'm not even supposed to be here right now and i worked my ass off to be here and that makes me an underdog you you can i I understand i guess what i'm saying is i don't want them i would like it if he does not have the belt until mania next year like I would like to. Oh, see I don't him. think I got my guy. I think that eventually the first belt that I think he holds is the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could see them doing that, but if- I think I think that he would be a logical person to get drafted to Raw as a performer, and no longer so he's no longer the GM of SmackDown, right? And then he's the one that takes the belt off the Miz. I wouldn't put a belt on him until he signs a new contract upon WWE. See, that contract still runs out in September, October. Yeah, but that wouldn't. That, I, I would have no concern of that. I, that would not concern me whatsoever. If if Daniel Bryan's allowed to wrestle, he's not going anywhere else. I mean, he's just yeah, he's going to make a lot of not. money. Yeah, he can make a lot. I mean, no, I, no, I, I think dude, you're being dumb. I, I would, you're being dumb now. This is a dumb thing. If Daniel Bryan's allowed to wrestle, he's not going anywhere. He's not. There is no world. I get that he's Daniel Bryan and he's different than everybody else, and that's why he would have been willing to go to Ring of Honor. But there's no world in which if he's I mean, allowed it, to wrestle, Japan more likely, but yes, whatever, wherever it was going to be, there's no world where he's walking away from this absurd amount of money that WWE is going to be willing to spend him if he's allowed. And to that's be the a thing wrestler. is, I, I assume that WWE is going to just make it overwhelming. But I'd be hesitant. You know, I basically, I, I would, don't. I would offer him the contract now. I'd say. Sign your contract now. Let, let's just get this over with. Let's I mean, not even worry about fine, this. Fine, but I just don't think that's typically how they've done their business. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that's. I, I think that they do those contracts when your contract runs up. That's just typically the way that they do it, and that's and that's fine. I just think it's crazy at this point to, to make a decision out of fear that maybe he's going to walk away. Dude, well, I mean, cool. I also don't. I don't. Think you need to push him towards a title. You don't need. Like, there's so many things that's, you can do with exactly. That you don't exactly. need to that's push him any the- title. That's why I said the first thing he should do shouldn't even be the, the the main title because he doesn't need that. Like he's he needs he needs to get the main title when it makes sense. I think like when right. you when you can build up the Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Now Roman Reigns has a becomes a heel and has a heel faction with the Altars of Pain. They're unstoppable. They run through everything. Roman Reigns getting booed out of every arena every night. Uh, for a whole year, and then Daniel Bryan is going for the WWE. Right, and that's why I think next year at WrestleMania, that would be when I would be willing to consider it. Like, I I yeah. just, I don't want them to suddenly in the fall, when football comes back and they panic and they say, we need to do something, well, let's throw the belt on Daniel Bryan and he's a big star and make it work. I, I hope that for the purpose of storyline, they would let that drag out for a little bit, give it life, and create a Daniel Bryan moment in the future. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. You can't rush him. There, and again, there's really no reason to put the title on him. There's, I mean, eventually, yes. But he's such a star that he doesn't need it. 
nope. there's so many you can do so many personal feuds. You can do Kevin nope. Owens and Sami Zayn individually after that. You can do the Miz at SummerSlam and then you can move on to whatever, you know, whatever this however the cards are there, whether there's a super heel that needs to be dealt with, whatever the situation is in the fall, then yeah, you start thinking about him winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement on all of those things. Uh, anything else, Daniel Bryan-wise, that you want to discuss in this segment? I, I do think the the one thing that's interesting about it that that's not storyline related or even specifically wrestling related is the fact that it you know this is the first at least high profile case that we can think of where the same doctors you know he went to some of the same doctors who wouldn't clear him initially, and l- like he described, he was doing all of these different things to get his brain better than it was before. You know we've kind of always. You know, the brain injury things is is relatively new as far as what we know about it. But the fact that he was able to get his brain better through the the hyperbaric chambers, through all these different things, I think is fascinating. And I think that it could have some severe ramifications in a good way going forward. I mean, I hope so. (laughs) I I certainly hope so. I I know our buddy. Yeah, you just got to have the you just got to have the time and the resources. I mean, that's that's really all it is. I mean. This isn't new information. Like LeBron James sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber, and that's why he can do the crazy thing. That's why he can play 45 minutes a night, 80 times a year, 100 times a year. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Mean, because oh, yeah. We definitely th- knew about the physical. I just didn't know about the brain part about it. That, that one I mean, was yeah, a little but bit all, it, all it's doing is it, the thing is it enriches your blood. So it enriches everything that comes in contact with your blood. So that includes your brain. Now, you need, now he needs to do other like brain exercises and other stuff like that. And like, like working on focusing and centering and, and and stuff like that. That's stuff that a lot. But that's stuff that you. Get, I mean, I've had a concussion, so I know what like the the like comeback road for that is. And it's if with when he had chronic concussions, it, it became it's like over time you just got to kind of like I don't want to say reset your brain, but like give your brain enough time to to fizzle out. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Um... I, st- I still think there's a lot that we don't know yet about this topic, and it's it's interesting to follow. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to just throw in one more thought because I know we got to get the break. Uh, after this week, they're going to need to get Brie Bella back on TV pretty quickly. Um, yep. She got a massive push. Um, the crowd is chanting for her. You got to strike while that iron's hot, and you yeah. need to get her back on TV pretty quickly. I heard that or just, just name the battle royal. Yeah, I was going to say, her and Nikki are going to be in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Or I was going to say, name it the Brie Mode Battle Royal. Yeah, I've seen that on <laughs> Twitter. new name anyways. Right. I've seen that anyway. Um, I hear the Battle Royal, it's it's a little bit weird because you just did this two months ago, and like we just saw them doing that, but fine. I mean, just get them on TV. Get them on TV and, and get her involved because, Jesus Christ, what a moment that was for Brie Bella on Monday or on Tuesday night. All right, we still have a lot to do. In segment number two, we'll discuss everything else happened this week in the world of wrestling, including uh, the ultimate deletion. Uh, We will discuss all that when we come back in. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings weekdays from 11 to 2 and take advantage of their new 15-minute lunch guarantee or your lunch is free. That's right, free. And with the 15-minute lunch guarantee, that means less time waiting and more time eating delicious B-dubs before you got to get back to the office. Buffalo Wild Wings, White Marsh, Owings Mills, and Westminster Wings Beer Sports available for dine-in orders at participating locations for a limited time. See restaurant for details. Back in here, 
time for segment number two. It is Jabbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. All right, boys, so it wasn't just Daniel Bryan this week. It only feels that way. There was a lot of other things that happened. Oh, you know what? Aaron wanted to remind We did not go over Fastlane last week, so go ahead, Aaron. Let everybody know. Yep, uh, we had the Fastlane picks. The loser was going to, during Mania Crawl, have to, I believe it was, put on a tiara and sing Let It Go from Frozen. Is that correct, A.J.? I don't remember. Yeah, that's the, yes. that's the answer. Yes, that was, that was what it that, was. That was the bet. Yes. And um, Glenn went okay. by his, his hard fast, fast rule. If John Cena's in the match, you pick John Cena, and that came back to bite him. I so just Glenn, didn't want to lose that way. I wasn't going to yeah. lose that way. So I lost. I just didn't lose that way. That was the way that it went. So, yes, uh, AJ will be performing a little Wu-Tang, and I'll be performing the hell's the name of the song? Let it go. Let it go. Let, Let it go. go. Let it go at Mania Crawl. So uh, it probably won't be the first time that uh, those two songs have uh, been performed back-to-back, I'll assume. But that's probably a, a fairly <laughs> common occurrence that, uh, that both— uh, They're both on a lot of jukeboxes. Right. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. All right, um, so now, uh, obviously, I think the other biggest story of the week is uh, Ultimate Deletion. Uh, a couple of things that, that jump out from there. First of all, Ultimate Deletion itself I thought was fine. I know that everybody's biting you know, or saying that this is just complete biting. This is just, at this point, utter ripoffs of what the Hardys did in, in TNA. Yeah, but this is the Hardys. Right, right. <laughs> like th- th- this wasn't the the Wyatts doing it. It was the Hardys. They were, you know, it, it felt like you know almost the greatest hits. They said, okay, what worked last time? We'll do it. Was it as good as the TNA one? Probably not, but it was still entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining too. Um, and that's what I would say it was. It's entertaining. I don't know how often you do this type of thing. Like I don't, I don't know how often it works. You know how much you go back to the well. But I was certainly entertained by it. I, you know, as Aaron pointed out, the dilapidated boat, Vanguard, the whole deal, high fives all around, right? Like, I enjoyed it. I guess Jeff's still very much a part of the plans despite his arrest because there he was. Well, that, that was filmed beforehand, oh, so maybe okay. not. Right. So well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Well, but typically um, they would scramble. I don't know, man. I bet if they had no plans for him, they would have scrambled to get rid of that. I, that the WWE does not often say, all right, leave it in anyway. They they would have figured out a way to go about getting rid of that if they had no plans for Jeff moving forward. Um, all that being said, I was fine by it. I know everybody's pointed out it's weird that like the Hulu version of Raw didn't include it. It is. Well, I think I I think the weirder part of it was you take that and you also get Cole's comments beforehand, which were very clearly fed to him by somebody, and you get the question: Okay, does specifically Vince, did he like this or was he absolutely appalled and that's why Cole said what But I don't understand that. There's no way they would have gone with that as the main event of Raw on Monday night if Vince hated it. There is no chance. Everybody had seen it. It's not as if Vince found out what was happening or what it looked like at 9.30. There is no chance. Well, you you say there's no way he would have put it. Okay, so let's just assume that – let's pretend for a second that he did dislike it and whether he absolutely hated it or whatever. Um, He already put the money into it, so he wasn't not going to show it. You air it at a different time in the show. You don't put it in your main event. Well, no, you put it – especially the the overrun tends to be the worst-rated segment in in Raw. You know, it goes down an hour three. If you're just trying to say, okay – 
we don't really, you know, we want to make, we we want to put it on the air. We put the t- the time and energy into it. We know it's going to be a niche it's, thing. They have not but been throwing. They have not been throwing away the overrun. They have been doing important things still in the overrun. It's not for as the if, most part, yes. But if you want to make it so, okay, this thing doesn't really link to the rest of the show. We can kind of we're not going to lose I, people I, with I it. If you think you're going to lose I people, I, then th- that's the place to put it. No, no. This then, is why this did Paul say what he said if Vince liked it? I don't know. I have no idea why I did that way. But it's not they, they Vince McMahon knew what this looked like well before. He didn't even have to have it on the show. You can tell me all you want about well they spent money on it. They they could have aired it at any point. They could have put it on WWE.com. They could have done whatever they wanted to do. There's no way that what happened was Vince McMahon hated it so much that he wanted to bury it as much as possible. They still aired it in the main event slot of Raw for over a half an hour. Come on, man. Well, it wasn't over a half hour. It was roughly it, I mean, a half an hour, dude. It was like dude. 15 minutes. It was between 15 and 20 minutes. Uh, all right. I would have to go back and look. If you include yeah. commercials, I think it would – I don't know exactly what the timing was, but it was somewhere in that neighborhood. There's Cole's no, comments came from somebody. That's I don't, it fine. May not have been, it might have been Kevin Dunn. This. It might have been somebody. You're obsessed with this. Who cares? Because it's, it, I've never seen WWE say – I'm sorry for what we're about to put on. Dude, I've never heard that before. Don't basically that don't watch this. They said that's that. not what they, they said. Had Michael Cole say that's that. not what they said. There's a big difference in having Michael Cole, who's got a you know a heelish personality, saying he, I don't. But no, get... no, wait, wait, wait. He doesn't have a heelish personality. He is very much the face. In no, the he's not very right much now. the no. face. No. Who's the face, Coach? At this point, yes. At this point, it's Coach. Yes, absolutely. Michael Cole has not been the face. Michael Cole. There is no face. There's no you, face. There's no heel. Everybody when is the last time? Okay, okay. Let, let's 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 get take. A, uh, you're right. You're right. It might be a neutral thing. But when's the last time you had the the neutral play by play guy say, "I'm sorry for what you're about to watch. It's obnoxious." It's not what he said. He Stop pretending. He, those he were did those not were two say lines, that. His exact words. I'm sorry for what we're putting that on part. was one thing, and then he said this. Is, and in that list of things, he said it's weird. It's obnoxious. And Corey Graves even called him out on the obnoxious part, and he said, "I'm sorry for what." That's or I apologize. They have their broadcasters do this all the time about things that they, whatever reason, say. I don't get this. I don't want this. I don't like this. It happens all the they, time. They don't say I don't like this. They said they they would say they it's constantly weird. Like when, say they don't they like the someone. Thing, it's like this is weird. It's creepy. What are I don't you understand. Ta- what are, they don't say they don't say I I'm so, I, I, I can't apologize. For they what do we're that all air. the time. How many times did JBL do something like that? You're nuts, JBL man. Is the heel. JBL is the JBL heel color guy. JBL was a clearer It's very heel. different when the heel color guy is saying it, it versus was... the neutral play-by-play guy. If they didn't like it, it wouldn't have aired. You're so off on this. They do not piss away that much TV programming on something they think sucks. They don't do that. They never would. That's bonkers. They that never is... bury something beforehand if they like it. And that's what you had Cole did. He apologized. Broadcaster, one broadcaster of the three, and those guys regularly say they like something or don't like something. It has happened all the time. Yes, they 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 say you know in character. Oh, I don't agree with what he did. He didn't say I apologize for putting this on the air. That you do you think that suddenly Michael Cole wasn't in character anymore? I I say he's getting fed that line from somebody. I have no idea. Now, if that comes out that he was, then it comes out that he was. But the notion that there's an assumption of that is insane. It's insane. We're assuming they're they're just purposely pissing on themselves. That's bonkers. I don't, I don't know what they were doing. It was weird. It was completely out of character person, for WWE. Though. You You're can say s- that they've done it before. They have not 
specifically you're, said, I apologize for this segment You're too smart to think that there is someone who said, this sucks, and still said, we're going to give it 20 minutes, whatever the time is, of network TV programming, or, or USA Network programming. USA Network programming. You're yeah. nuts if you think that's the case. You are too smart to be caught up in that. There is no chance that that's what's happened. None. Zero. You okay, don't you give do me the that. explanation for why Cole said it. You still because broadcasters say things because you're trying to set a tone of we think this is weird. I don't get it no, because you're trying to say he didn't say it was weird. He said it was obnoxious and I apologize for it, Aaron. Those are other words that can be used to say the same <laughs> thing, Aaron. Come on, they said dude. Weird. Oh, I, find this case where they say I apologize so for this, Aaron. This. I don't want it to air. Go ahead. It's not. It's it's good. Glenn said, those are other words. Right, correct. Those are other words. That can be used to say the exact same thing. No, it doesn't. One says, I dislike it, and one said, this is weird. There's a difference, Glenn. One of the reasons why they don't like things is because they find them weird. That's part of the thing that they've done with broadcasters and performers over the years. This is weird. I don't like it. Compare it to, like, the Wyatt family promos or whatever. He would say, this is weird. This is creepy. He would not say this is obnoxious. He would not say I apologize for it airing. There is no chance that they were told to bury their own program. None. Zero. They would not. Again, this is so easy. We saw it. We don't think it's any good. We're not going to air it, and we're going to put something else on at 1040. Easiest solution in the history of wrestling. We are jumping to insane conclusions because I guess we're all stupid. We are all stupid people that can't rationally think through things. So easy. We can either do one of two things. We can waste time on television and bury what we're doing as we're doing it, or... Maybe people are reading too much into a dumb line from Michael Cole that doesn't actually mean anything. Maybe that's the case. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. This we will like, find uh, out. This is always fun to be this per- to have someone else play my role. Oh my god! <laughs> I, like it's like I'm listening to an insane person. It's like it's like hearing me and you and like feeling proud of you. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, and that actually makes me think that I might be wrong now. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. This is not hard. Like, we, we, we overthink things, I guess, for the fun of it. Like, because that's what we want to do. We want to think there's some bizarre thing here. Yep. It's one thing if there was something they didn't know was going to happen and that afterwards they come back on and maybe say something, then you're like, okay, that's weird. They knew exactly what they were airing at that point. They knew what they were airing. And if they thought it was bad, they would be the easiest solution of all time. This doesn't make the air. Period. Period. This is... I, 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 ah, all right. Any other thoughts I think on that? I, The reason why it's so funny for me is because that's so obvious to me. I, like, I, mainly, I can't even... Mainly because, mainly because how many times have we seen something air on WWNetwork.com and we're like, well, why the hell didn't they put that on the show? So they will put cool stuff on the non-show part of right. their programming that right. week. Right. So the notion that they felt like they if they're going to put something on the show, that's what they're vetting and that's what they're going with for a reason, especially in the main event. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I mean, I'm, like, I'm at a loss for words at this. This is so insane. Um, 
Okay, now with that Moving being on. said. Moving on. Roman Reigns shows up on Monday. Oh, uh, Brandon from Ramshead told me I should ask, uh, hey, you guys, who had the best got beat down this week on Raw? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got – it was unfortunate. Well, first of all, he got to lay out some – Cops, which was no, no, not we, cops. Uh, we're, US, US, U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals, and and I, I, I kind of want to just is, point which, out there, which I feel was like there is an international incident. Was was there a reason that because they, they didn't want to to do the violence against cops, but they felt the U.S. Marshals were okay? I, I'm I'm kind of curious if that was the I, reason. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth reading too much into it, but yeah. Who knows? No, I just I just found it funny. Yeah. Um, update the standings for the year, AJ. Um. Well, we first we got to find out who had the best match well, on I, Raw. It doesn't matter because it wasn't Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, yes, it does matter. The point isn't – the question isn't did Roman Reigns have the best I match I feel like Raw. that's basically what the question that, is. That, that is the question. What are you talking about? Like, You're no, standings the, on who – on did Roman Reigns have the best match of the year or of the no, night? No, but what I'm saying is I'm trying to find out just who had the best match. I mean, for what and it's worth, off, I think the best match off. was Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. So, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, to me, yeah. that's the answer. All right, then let me look. <laughs> He's actually got it stored somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Okay, it's in right. the it's in it's in the notes. All right, all right, very good. I do want the update so that we can pass it along to everyone. I do want everyone to know what it is. So week twelve. Yes. <laughs> we have we have ultimate deletion. And? Which brand? For, was that the first win for both Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy this year? Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, technically, uh, technically, no. was Bray Wyatt in the uh, Fatal Five Way for the Chamber spot? Uh, Might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Sounds like some play. Sounds like something. I think probably both of them were in it, weren't they? Because they just kind of took some of those matches. Yeah. So technically, no for Bray Wyatt, but yes for Matt Hardy. Um, and that brings our standings now to six wins for Roman Reigns, five losses for Roman Reigns, and one tie. Wait, I thought the tie. Okay. Did, I thought the tie didn't involve Roman Reigns. No, no, no. There was a way, uh, was a week where we tied between. Oh, okay. right. There was one right. that there was a tie that didn't okay. include him, and one there was a tie that did include All right. him. All right, very good. Um, yeah. So anyway, elsewhere, elsewhere in the week. Look, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with the Roman thing. I think it worked. I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. It, it, it made Brock Lesnar look kind of cowardly that he was beating down a guy that was in handcuffs. So I think that helps mm-hmm. with trying to tell the story of Roman as a face and Brock as a heel. So I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, I, again, the, the weird. So the Ronda Rousey was there this week. Uh, to yeah, address she was there in the dark segment right, beating to, up Dana Brooke to address something that Aaron had brought up last week. Yes, yeah, she's there. Um, she's just not on she, TV. Hold on, so she didn't, she didn't do anything on screen, and they showed a video package of her. So is she repackaged already? Is <laughs> they, she already? They, yes, correct. That's a repackage. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. Exactly <laughs> what that is. Nailed it. Um, she, for whatever reason, was there afterwards. I guess that that's because they, you know, they advertise she's going to be there every week, and so they feel <laughs> the obligation in order to have yes. her out there in front of the crowd. But it is a bit weird. I mean, it's a bit weird that she's there and that she's not doing Do a backstage segment with her. Yeah. Like, do something with her. It's just a bit weird. Um, You know, now we have Aliyah. Aliyah. See, I'm I'm getting all excited about it. Now we have. (laughs) You're hoping it's Aliyah. We have the news that Braun is going to need a tag team partner. And for fuck's sake, it had better be Elias. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, who else Daniel Bryan, be... come on. Yeah, I've, I've, I look, I, I saw somebody throw out the idea that, like, uh, they would have, if they win the Mixed Match Challenge, they have it be Alexa. Like, I, I think I, I, I jokingly threw that one yeah, out. I at saw one some, point, somebody but, else threw that out there too. I don't know, but like, look, it obviously has to be a lie. They will not win the mixed match challenge though, because I think they lost. They lost, lose last night. Okay, so yeah. it's, so it's um, Miz. Yes, yeah, Miz and Oscar. Oscar, all right. In the finals, yes. Um, look, I am. I love it. I want them, the two of them doing something together forever. As you know, I want the buddy cop movie. In fact, I want it to be like the Police Academy. I want there to be nine buddy cop movies between Braun Strowman and uh, Elias. So this is perfect and, you know, logical, and it gets you somewhere. And, you know, the only bummer is there was that hope that this was the in for Authors of Pain at WrestleMania. I'm sure that means that we'll see Authors of Pain one night later. So I think that's I was gonna, or One or two nights later, depending right, on correct. what show they're on. Correct. Um, Alexa and, Nia. and guess what? I'll be at both of them. Oh, look at you. Look at you. So from a guy who said he'd never go to the Raw after Mania again. Until he got free tickets. Well, there we go. Well, the sparks are <laughs> still there even everything. when the tickets are free, right? Like, you don't get rid of them. Um, <laughs> Alexa and Nia is official as well. Again. And that... Bailey and Sasha in the Battle Royal. I don't want to talk about that. It's just going to piss me off. But whatever, it's it's what it is. And, and I guess I should have known better than to ever, ever think they were going to do the right thing there. Um, fine, 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 fine. It's all very fine. I, 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 it's, it's pointless. I, why am I going to bitch about it? Mania is so good that I can't even bitch about it, right? Like, the card is insane. I know AJ's been going it's on. It's the best about. card ever. Yeah. Yes. I'm, on paper right now, it is, without a question of a doubt. Greatest, and it's not close. It's the greatest card in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bitch about it because it's too good for me to be. Look, I would like to have been a one-on-one match between Sasha and Bailey because. Why? You, hold on, hold on. Can we can we talk about something real quick? Did you ever think you would live in a time in which, on WrestleMania, you would get to see <clears throat> Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE? I, title? I, I did think that. Yeah, Universal title. yeah, I've seen it before, actually. Okay. You also get AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title. A little more surprising. Okay. You're also going to get the Usos and the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke and and Eric Rowan. All very swell. Pretty good. In the tag team triple threat match. You're also going to get a triple threat match, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode. You're You're a lot more excited about that than me. Well, that's going to be a fantastic match. I'm good with that. You also are going to get a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title, which is The Miz and Seth Rollins. <clears throat> Sorry. And Finn Balor. Yeah, they're all yes, pretty good. That's a good one. That that's oh, solid. You also get the undefeated streak of Asuka against arguably the greatest female performer in the history of WWE. I don't think they No, Charlotte. wait a second. I no, I hang on a second. How dare you say that BB would be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> BB which of course like, definitely did not stand for big boobs. That's definitely not the reason. No, absolutely not. What's crazy is that, like, I still haven't even named every match. Oh, I know. It's bonkers, dude. It's bonkers. Yes. I'm with you, man. It's, it's a great card. And so it, that's why, great, like, look, fantastic I'm, card. I'm really upset that they don't have a Sasha Bailey one-on-one match. But, like, I, it's, I just can't. I'm not going to lose my mind about it because everything else that you're getting is so good. Like, if that meant you have to take two minutes from the other matches to make room for it, okay. 
Yeah. You can put them in the Battle Royal. Yeah, it's what it is. Uh, we also know on the men's side that the Revival are in the Battle Royal, so we know that now. Yes. And that's, that's I hope solid. the Revival win. Oh, it'd be amazing if you they know, did it, it. It's, yeah, it's right. going to be someone complete. It's going to be like Apollo, someone just completely random, because that's what they do with the Battle Royal. I hear you. Um, all right, anything else from this week that jumps out at you? Yeah, yeah. To- one, one more thing that people have been speculating uh, goes to Cena's segment, which, again, was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um you know, we got Cena Kane next week, which is what, whatever. But um, do you think there's a chance they're bringing back Undertaker as the biker taker? That is exactly what they're doing. I, 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 I'm so convinced of it at this point because of how everyone has said it that, like, I hate it. I don't ever want to see that again. And I certainly don't. What if Kid Rock plays him to the ring? No. I, first of all, <laughs> why do I want more Kid Rock? Like, what are you talking There's a couple of things here. One. If this is his last match, and again, huge if, we thought it was a year ago, holy fuck do I hate that. <laughs> like, I mean, oh my god, I couldn't hate that more. If it's not his last match, I hate that too. So there's nothing here for me to like. What am I supposed how do you to not like? How do you not like seeing him as a man? Because that's he's the Undertaker. He's dead. I'm not sure if you've heard that over the years. He's not actually a man. He's a dead man. No. <laughs> I will say this. If, if they do do it, at least it would make last year's not completely ridiculous. Like, it gives yes. you a reason to input everything. And that would be what? the one defense of it is like, okay, you make that still <laughs> killed the last So year. last year he retired the character? Yes. yes. I mean, he did kind of show up on the anniversary of Raw as the same character. But he didn't. He didn't wrestle as it. It's okay as I, long as he doesn't wrestle I, I again. Know, you know, I'm sort of parsing, bro. <laughs> like, hey, look, I'm just trying to make biker taker you're, showing you're, up to make be, sense. To, to 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 be honest with you, Glenn, it's kind of like, I mean, your argument's based around a zombie man, so I don't know if you think you're right, <laughs> right or not. Right, but... right, I get. <laughs> no, I get it. It's just that you're trying to get me to sign up for a scenario that involves more Kid Rock. No, it's a zombie. <laughs> It's a zombie man. I understand. I'll take more. I got to take one or the other. If it's either more zombie man or more Kid Rock. Hey, because I think I've. You don't have to take one or the other. You can take both. No, I don't want both. Zombie man plug coming out to Kid Rock. Oh, God. All right. We got to talk to Jim. nothing to do with Kid Rock. (laughs) I don't really want anything to do with the Undertaker either. It's a big problem here. I don't really want more Undertaker. And I sure as shit don't want any more Kid Rock. So what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Porquino los dos, Glenn. Yeah. All right, uh, AJ. I know you got to duck out after we talk to Joey Ryan. So get in your plugs, please. Hey, what's up, brother? Yeah, um, appreciate you guys for another great episode. Uh, you know what's crazy is I was supposed to be in DC today, except that snowstorm ruined everything. Right. Um, I was going to be at Congress uh, and you know meeting with some congressmen because. That's what I do. Um, I'm a man of the people. I try to be. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, I have a uh, charity basketball game that is coming up on May 5th. There's going to be a lot of celebrities in the game. Um, you're going to see Tori Smith, Vernon Davis, um, Anquan Bolden, um, a, a bunch a bunch of really good players uh, in the charity game. It's my team versus my dad's uh, high school basketball team. Um, and we're raising money for the high school as well as, well as Sarah's house, the emergency homeless shelter in, uh, right off Fort Meade Army Base in, um, in Fort Meade, Maryland. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. There's going to be a lot of celebrities there. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be unlike any other 
celebrity game that's ever happened because everybody else's celebrity game is like celebrities on both teams. Mine only has my team of celebrities versus a real basketball team. So How like, and and we're gonna and we're gonna be getting like your jerseys made for the kids as well as us. So it's awesome. it's a, it's, a, it's gonna be a good time. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Uh, and again, the date. What's it? May fifth? You said May May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco and then afterwards, Mayo. we're going to Jimmy's to watch the Triple G fight. Love it, love it. I'm down. I'm all in for that. Excellent, man. Uh, at AJ Francis four and on uh, social media, give him a follow yep. there, and of course Instagram, check out. Twitter, all yeah. that. Frank. And um, yeah, I got some. Uh, I got some new. I might have some new music coming out soon. So awesome! awesome man. Uh, keep your ears. Keep your ears to the streets. All right, very good. When we come back in, I'm thrilled. I love this dude so much. Joey Ryan joins us next. He's coming to Defy. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is jobbing out. They say you're only as strong as the company you keep. The U.S. Army keeps you in strong company. If you want to stand out, the Army can give you the training you need. To take advantage of the strong options waiting for you, visit GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.GoArmy.com impact. They're strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. in here for segment number three it is jobbing out glenn clark aaron oster from the baltimore sun and rolling stone and of course the main event aj francis of the washington redskins you know we uh back here we love defy despite the fact that we're all on the east coast uh aj of course used to play for the seahawks and got to know the guys out that way and defy is maybe the coolest indie in the entire country in just the span of a goddamn year they have truly blown up and now they're expanding. They're heading to new places, including they're headed to Portland on May 26th for Defy New Legacy. And you also know that literally one of my favorite professional wrestlers on the face of the planet, in fact, just a month ago we did our top ten, and he was on my top ten of anyone on the planet because that's how much he entertains me, is this sick fuck who now joins us here on Jobbing Out. He is the great Joey Ryan, and he is with us. Joey, it is so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Dude, you are – when was the day that you were like, I know I'm more entertaining than any of these other guys out here, and I'm going to be the most entertaining professional wrestler on the face of the planet for the rest of my life? Um, yeah, I don't know if that's like an epiphany you have or if that's just uh, – uh, I mean, I guess it's, it would be real egotistical for me to actually say I had that thought. <laughs> but uh, – no, yeah, I just it's just something that you know you work on, you you progress, you, you, you a lot of trial and error to get to get some success, and then you know you just you find what works, and then you write it out, and then you add other elements, and I don't know, it's like a, it's a long process. I've been wrestling for eighteen years now, um, and you know my most success has been in the last probably three. So you know it's 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 just kind of a. a a thing you, you develop over time. Okay, but when a lot of people figure out what works for them, it's not exactly the thing that you figured out that worked for you. <laughs> like, right. that's a little bit different. How do you find this? Like, how do you find this guy? Um, I guess a lot of it is uh, interest in social media. I guess, you know, when, you, when, stuff, when videos go viral and, and when there's a lot of attention on you and, you know, that's, that's something that's kind of newer 
I guess not just the wrestling, but the, the world, you know, because, you, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't be a viral sensation. Your stuff would be all over the world right away. But, you know, the way social media is now, you know, they see they see everything almost instantaneously. And when you go out and do something, um, you know, that's different or unique, and then it catches on right away, you know you have something, um, as opposed to really having to plot it out. So, I don't, you know, I dare say it was an accident, but, you know, you can't really plan those things out. They just kind of happen. Well, it's happened, and it's happened really freaking well, man. There's no doubt about that. Hey, jo- Joey, exactly how many Kegels do you do every day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't I can't divulge my secrets, you know. I can't, I can't give the enemy all the info. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a pretty big number, though. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be like yeah. at least a thousand a day, different Kegels. <laughs> Kegel squeezes right, and releases. <laughs> I, I, I would have to think. Yeah, it's not. It's, I don't. I don't do CrossFit. I do Cockfit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cockfit Jesus. I like that new. I think that yes! needs to be a new name right there. Um, seriously, well, the first time that you you came up with that move and you asked, "Hey, hey, here's what I want you to do." You, you tell your opponent this. What was their reaction? Who, who was it, and what was their reaction? Well, um, I hope this isn't disappointing news, but it was actually my opponent's idea. Oh! Um, oh! Yeah. So I was, in, I was wrestling in Japan. I was wrestling a character, Ganshu Kudino, who, uh, who plays a gay character. Uh, and, you know, the political correctness in Japan is a little bit different than it is here. So he does real over-the-top stuff that maybe you can't get away with uh, over here, where he freaks his opponent out by rubbing them or grabbing them. <laughs> Um, and then when they're and then when they're like, oh my god, why is this guy, why is this man grabbing my penis? Uh, he suplexes them or he, or he throws them or you know something or other, um, which is maybe something you can't do here because obviously you don't want to represent uh, homosexuality like that. But you know in Japan it's a different ball game. So he has this established move where he grabs you and you freak out and then he tosses you while you're while you're freaked out. Um, but because my character, um, you know, even up until then was very uh sexual based um you know and he you know obviously he's wrestling in japan um and they kind of built our 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 matchup uh he in in his in his broken broken english uh says to me we're trying to think of stuff to, to to work with both our characters he says uh uh maybe i grab you but uh maybe you no sell meaning don't react maybe you no sell it because American cock is so big and so strong. Um, so, you know, he's, he's grabbing Japanese guys, and they're freaking out. And he's like, well, maybe because American cock is bigger, you don't react. And then, um, uh, and then I'm like, yeah, sure, of course my, my cock's huge, you know. But, uh, so, and then, and then we're, trying to, we're trying to think of where, where do we go from there, because now we're just standing there with him grabbing it. And then he says, maybe instead of him throwing me, I throw him. So it was really his idea, and um, you know that when the, when we did it, we didn't really think much more than the the twenty seven seconds or whatever the clip end, that went online ended up being. But then when that clip went up and it was instantly everywhere, and then it was on ESPN, and then it was on the Soup, and it was on Stephen Colbert, and it was on all these news outlets, and you know everyone was covering it, and it was just it just kind of exploded. <laughs> and then you know, you know, and then I, you know, I said, now you got to do it. <laughs> Yeah, he said it's, it's he said it's all yours. So he gave me a blessing <laughs> to keep doing it. So My God. even though it was, even though it, technically it was his idea, that's amazing. So, uh, oh, oh, that's my favorite yeah, story. That's, that's the story. Um, <laughs> that's such. Yeah, a... I'm just kind of a, I'm just kind of a hack who stole someone else's story, someone else's move. <laughs> but, uh, 
but at least I got his blessing to do it. Right, so right. I don't, feel, I don't feel as guilty. I'm just imagining you telling your grandkids this story one day. Like, I'm imagining, right. hey, 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 Poppy, how'd you end up becoming such a, a big-time professional wrestler? <laughs> well, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ryan is with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, Joey, so I remember, Aaron, what was the show when we saw Joey at uh, Mania Weekend last year? It was uh, What Culture. What Culture, right? So I remember at What Culture, you, you, uh, you do the lollipop bit, and the guy takes it and he shoves it in his mouth. What what is yeah. your reaction when a grown adult man shoves a lollipop in your mouth that just came from the region of your dick? Um, you know, uh, it's just that's just another another thing that developed over time, and and you know, like whether it's the one I bring to the ring and I give to an audience member, or the one that I have stashed in my trunks that I end up using as a move. Um, it just it kind of I guess it's similar to the Mr. Sacco from McFoley where, you know, you kind of have to do this big presentation and then, you know, part of the, part of the, the gag or part of the move is them reacting to this, this, this thing that's been in your pants. Um, but yeah, it was actually, I, so I used to, when I was a uh, trial and error thing, I used to, uh, or not even a trial and error, but like just experimenting thing. One of the indies, I used to, uh, smoke a cigarette to the ring cause you know, that's kind of a sleazy thing for a character yeah, to do. Yeah. So, so smoking a cigarette to the ring. And then I, when I went to TNA, they were like, you know, I asked, hey, is it cool if I, you know, can I do the cigarette? They're like, oh, we love the idea, except you can't have a lit cigarette um, on the stage because we have pyro and you could accidentally set it off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I don't want to die, you know. Um, but I like the idea of the oral fixation. So, you know, I switched it to lollipops. And then, you know, and then it was just me coming out to the ring with it. I wasn't using it. And then, you know, people, either myself or others, when you know, we were like, oh, we could do stuff with this because this thing is obviously a great visual effect. And then it was just coming up with ideas. And now, you know, I come to the ring and I, before I wrestle, I give one to an audience member that I that I had to the ring. And 100% of the time, there's always somebody willing to take it. Um, and, then, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I also use it as a move where I, I pull a, a secondary one that I have stashed in my trunks out and I shove it in my opponent's mouth before I kick him. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, something that I found that works, and I just, again, just riding it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I got to know, who's who was the inspiration behind the mustache? Um, I, I would probably say Magnum P.I. Um, Ooh, because, love it. <laughs> so, when, um, you know, when you, when you start wrestling, you're kind of like, okay, step by step, I got to follow these rules, I got to you know, kind of do what's, what's, what's going on now in the industry or, you know, what the, you know, to, to get success, you kind of feel like, okay, I have to follow the successful guys. But, so that's when I first started wrestling, you know, I was kind of more, uh, I didn't have much character. Um, and then after, um, not, not saying there wasn't much character at the time, but, you know, I was a little bit, bit more afraid to, you know, experiment or try different things. Um, and then when I, you know, you know, I was wrestling for a while and I realized that, you know, wrestling is performance art, and it's a—it's kind of a blank canvas. I can paint whatever picture I want it on it. Um, I decided to be a wrestler that I, you know, a wrestling a wrestler that that I grew up watching, and I grew up with three older brothers, so I grew up watching '80s wrestling. Um, so I decided I was to just be like a plucked out of the '80s, but in nowadays time. So I grew my chest hair out. You know, I started wearing floral print. Um, you know, I grew a mustache, and in basically the idea was that I got a lot of inspiration from was Magnum PI because I tried to find like who like epitomized eight, the 80s not necessarily in wrestling but just um in pop culture uh 
So I tried to find like who was the coolest person in the eighties, um, and I I landed on Magnum PI. It's worked. It's worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely worked. We love it. There is a section, though, that we kind of hate who, who think that people like you, the, the comedy wrestlers, the entertaining wrestlers, the, you know, people like Jim Cornette, think that uh, you're, I believe the term is killing the business. Do, do you get tired of those people? And what's your response to them? Uh, no, I need those people. I need, to, I need to, those people help me thrive because, you know, it, it's it's weird in, in wrestling and I guess probably a lot of pop culture and a lot of um, entertainment media like so people people tend to either love me or they hate me and then they'll argue about me so now there's a conversation going on that I don't even have to be a part of I don't yeah. even have to you know it's adver- it's advertising that I just sitting at home while it's happening you know I, I can go to the movies and I'm being advertised because people are arguing about me or you know I'm, I'm having dinner and I don't so it's not so it's like a means to to promote myself without me having to do anything, and um, it's it's actually great because I would much rather somebody hate me or or not like me or be upset with me um, than be indifferent about me. Because uh, I think the indifference is when you kind of you kind of just start floundering and you just kind of you don't you don't go anywhere. So I would rather have you know the extreme passion of either loving me or hating me than not caring at all no no doubt about that defywrestling.com right now get your tickets for defy new legacy which is coming to portland on saturday may 26 joey ryan will be there he's with us here on jobbing out joey you mentioned the, the cigarette thing is there anything else that like you've thought about you said maybe i'll do this and then backed off because maybe it was just like a step too far you didn't think people would get it was there ever anything that like you had you would sort of run through in your mind and you thought it could work or maybe even started down the road of the process, but then just sort of backed out on it. Hmm. Um, I have to think about that because a lot of times it's, you know, you try something and it works and then you start developing it or it falls flat and you figure out why it falls flat and you start changing things, but you don't maybe, you you don't necessarily give up the idea. A lot of times when I'm, when I, cause you know, sometimes I get brought in, to you know these different cities and different towns and people ask me to do a seminar for their students and um you know my seminars are, are a lot of character based obviously uh and you know i try to tell everyone that most people who got into wrestling have been a fan of it their whole lives and they understand how wrestling works and they have a great mind for wrestling but sometimes they're afraid to um use their ideas because they, they're worried how other people will react or they maybe they'll try it once or they'll suggest it once and someone will shit on it or, or it won't work and i and i try to teach, tell them that you know their ideas at their base are probably pretty good because they probably understand wrestling well. It's and then the execution t- is what takes work. So you know, when I have these ideas or when I when I want to when I want to try something new, you know, maybe my idea straight out of my head isn't the, ex- the way it needs to be executed. So that takes a lot of process and that takes a lot of uh, time and and but sometimes but the ideas are usually there. It just it just needs development. So. I'm trying to think of it. There's any time that I just did something and it just didn't work, and this is, maybe I tried it if, a different way. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up hounding you about this because it would take me a minute. Yeah, it would take me a minute to think about it. it. All right, if it comes to you, tell me because I feel like this has got to be fast. Considering what you're willing to do, I'm so fascinated by what you what wouldn't you know what I mean? Like what could it possibly <laughs> be that you wouldn't have gotten yeah. to at some point? If you think about it, let us know. Go ahead, AJ. I'm sorry. Oh no, uh, I was always wondering. Do you think that, let's say. Mm, 10 years from now you can still be working the same gimmick um 
Well, to be honest with you, when the thing went viral three almost or two and a half years ago, I was like, "This is great! I'll get a great two month buzz out of this." And yeah. Done, you know, but I'll ride that two months out. And now it's it's kind of this weird thing where it's it's kind of become my greatest hits. You know what I mean? Like, so when you go see, and this is going to be uh, quite quite the com- comparison, me comparing myself to Guns N' Roses. But when you go see Guns N' Roses, <laughs> you want to see Welcome to the Jungle. Um, you know, so it's become the thing where I, I, I go on tour or I, I, I go to do these shows and people are let down if I don't do it. Um, you know, or like, you know, if you go see a, a wrestling show and you go see like Scotty Too Hottie or, or if you guys are familiar with him. And if you, yeah. if you can imagine, going, if, you go, if you can imagine going to watch him and then he doesn't do the worm. Right. Then you're like, what? What, what, what do you mean you're not doing the worm? <laughs> what, what happened to the worm? So, Fun so, fact: Scotty Tuhati actually works out at my gym in Orlando. Hey, and he oh, nice. and he's yeah, he's, and he, and he's bald now, which is cool. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a buddy of mine. We uh, he's a he's a theme park enthusiast, and so am I. So we share theme park stories um, or experiences. But yeah, uh, so it's just become a thing where now I almost have to pay it off, or else you know I'm letting down a section of the audience that bought a ticket, or the promoter who flew me. To, to do a show, if I don't do it, then I'm not yeah. delivering on. I'm not. I'm not being as advertised, kind of thing. So, you know, and it's and it's weird too because uh, again, I thought I would get like two or three months out of it, but it's been two and a half years, and, and it's not. It's not dying. It's not. You know, there's. It's it's kind of actually more popular now than ever, and the thing that's beneficial to me too is now when I go to wrestle, a lot of times guys know they're going to wrestle me, and they start coming up with their own ideas of how to do it or how to utilize it. So. It even even my creative process has changed because now these guys are like, oh my god, when I thought I was wrestling you, I came up with all these ideas, and then now I get to you know I get to use their ideas, or we get to come up with you know we get to incorporate all these different creative outlets, and it's it's actually really fun because not everybody gets to wrestle like this every time, or you know I'm you know these guys are get excited to wrestle me because it's outside of their box that their 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 normal you know window of wrestling that they get to do, so it's it's actually been really fun. Aaron, before you jump in, I just had this vision of Joey Ryan at like Harry Potter land, and like it's the funniest thing I've ever thought of in my mind. <laughs> like, what, what what is your favorite park? What's your favorite ride? Um, I like Disneyland, uh, like the original. Well, obviously I'm in LA, so maybe I'm mm-hmm. biased, but uh, I like uh, Disneyland in um, in Anaheim. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's, it, it, that's more a nostalgia thing because my parents, obviously I grew up in LA, so, you know, I have a lot of memories of my parents taking me and my brothers when we were little, so there's like a connection there, but, um, and it's not necessarily the right, I mean, I do this, there's a few of them I like there, um, I mean, obviously I don't go and just sit around, but so, sometimes I do that, sometimes it's just fun to be there, um, and this is going to sound super cheesy, but I feel like Disney has, uh, a cool, like, vibe, and, you know, they, they call it magic, and, and I just... And it feels when you're there, you kind of feel like, I don't know, like uh, I call it my fountain of youth because you know I go there and I take, you know, and it's it's kind of like it relaxes me and it just kind of uh, takes me away and, and kind of keeps me inspired. So Disney, yep. but I, I don't I don't have a bias. I travel, you know, I'm I'm in Japan a lot now. I, I go to Tokyo Disney a lot. I go to Disney Sea, which is you know their own their own version over there, or you know Universal. They have a Universal in Japan and Osaka. Or when I go to Europe, I, I try to hit up there. So, I, you know, it just, it's just something I can do, I guess, being traveling the world like I do. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I guess, a hobby now. It's really cool. And, and, everything he, and everything he said is the reason why I live right next to Magic Kingdom. It is, those fireworks every night are like, when you see, like it takes you to be like 
the kid that you worry, like not even just me, because I, I see them all the time and they won't really affect me as much. But like when, for example, my cousin's here now and he's never he hasn't seen them before. He gets to see the Disney World fireworks anytime that he comes to my crib. Like that's cool to me. And that is cool, the yeah. essence of everything that he's saying. Oh yeah, there's a reason I proposed at Disneyland. Like, True. Yeah. I just realized. I just realized you guys are all nerds. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're talking uh, about professional wrestling, so that's. Oh, I know. That's the bit. Yeah, that's the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the bit. Uh, Joe, I, I want to talk to you. Uh, obviously, uh, you had a, a big change in your career because uh, Candice LeRae went to NXT, and, and we saw the video of, of you giving that impassioned speech, which was fantastic. Uh, what it obviously world's very, uh, cutest tag team has done a lot for the Indies. It's changed. We've seen a lot more intergender tag wrestling because of that. Kind of what's your, your vision for the future of uh, intergender tag wrestling, and what's your future with it going forward now that you've lost your partner? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, I, you know, a lot, there's a lot of people, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, obviously, to each their own, and, and I don't disagree with people's opinions, but there's people who watch professional wrestling, and they like to um, think of it as a sport. You know, and they like to get, you know, it's like their favorite wrestler is their favorite team, and they get mad when they lose, even though it's all scripted. Uh, you know, I treat, the way I look at wrestling is more like a movie, more like, you know, more of an entertainment-based thing. So I feel like, you know, you go watch you go watch Wonder Woman or The Avengers, and you've got these powerful female characters, and they're fighting, you know, and there's no, there's no difference in if it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's an alien, who knows? Because it's all, it's all, it's all fake. It's all scripted. Um, and that's the way I look at wrestling. And and you know, like people, you know, it's 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 all how it's presented. You know, if you look at which underground, which I'm a part of, they present it more like um, a television show where there's these these supernatural things happening, or like WWE who presents it as a sporting event. Both are fine. There's just there's different ways to enjoy wrestling. So, but I I don't really, you know, I think if you look at wrestling as basis is, you know, of course we all have superpowers. How many punches to the face can we take without bleeding or being knocked out? You know, you watch a UFC fight. Sometimes it's one in wrestling, professional wrestling. Sometimes you take 10 and you just bounce right back. Um, so I, I, I look at it as, I think everything in professional wrestling, whether it's dick flips or intergender or shooting somebody to the ropes and having them bounce off and run back at you. Everything is kind of suspect in the world, in a, in a, in a reality based world. Um, so, you know, I don't see any problem with intergender, and I think, you know, as long as you don't really insult the audience's intelligence by doing anything to, um, you know, you got to tell the story still. you got to, you know, people want to want to go on the ride. So you got to tell a story that's believable, whether the actions are believable or not. Um, so I think when done right, intergender wrestling can grow and be as, as big as, as anything else. I mean, obviously, uh, there's some, like WWE may be reluctant to touch it because they, you know, they're a PG-based company, and maybe... You know, some people will complain that it promotes domestic violence because they base their their wrestling in the reality world as opposed to when you watch, you know, Black Panther and you know got these powerful women and they're 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 fighting these men and you don't you don't even that's not even a question in your mind. It doesn't look like domestic violence as opposed to maybe professional wrestling triggers people. I don't know. No. But I think there's definitely there's definitely room to grow. It just has to be done right. That's really interesting, man. <laughs> hey, Joy, before we let you go, and we really appreciate the time, man. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I know Daniel Bryan has been a significant person in your career and in your life. Can you just tell me you know, what it means to you to see him get the opportunity to get back in the ring? 
Um, yeah, you know, I've known him for quite a few years and, and actually trained on, under him uh, at the New Japan Dojo in, in L.A. in the early 2000s. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool because it's, it's obviously it's, – it he he, he's earned the right to go out by choice. And obviously the last two years he spent, um, you know, on the sidelines not by choice. So uh, it's really cool to see to see him, and I and I mean very excited for 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 him as a person, not just as a professional wrestler, but you know he 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 worked hard, he he earned his dream, and then it was taken away from him. So it's it's just really cool to see that, you know, and hopefully he stays healthy and he can he can go out on his own terms because he's earned it. So uh, I mean not not saying it's going to be anytime soon, but that's 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 what we all want. We want to be able to you know, be content with, with what we've done and what, 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 we, what we're doing. And then, you know, and then make our own decisions about it. And it's, it's really cool. Cause you know, he fought hard to get in a position in WWE where maybe, you know, he's maybe the last guy that they, you know, he forced their hand on, you know, a step being one of their top, top guys. Cause maybe they weren't, they didn't really view him as a top guy. And, and you know, he, he kind of pushed, pushed it, pushed it. And the audience got behind him and he kind of forced their hand to make him a top guy. Um, you know, he wasn't handpicked. He wasn't chosen like a lot of the guys are. Um, and he might be the last one who's done that. So it's really cool because he, he's, he's worked so hard. So I'm, I'm really happy for him. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. May 26th, Defy New Legacy in Portland. Not just Joey, but how about Matt Riddle? How about Matt Seidel? How about Shane Strickland? Yeah. And it's just Defy, which is such an unbelievable, if you've never seen their brand of what they're doing out there, it's incredible. You need to check it out, defywrestling.com. Hey, Joey, what can we plug for you as far as social media, T-shirts, anything like that, brother? Um, you, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm constantly wrestling, and I'm always advertising it, so you can go on my Twitter and see where I'm at. Uh, it's at Joey Ryan online. Um, there's a singer-songwriter that has that, Joey Ryan, so I, he beat me What a it, dick! But, but right, sure. but I'm uh, but I'm but I'm uh, I beat him to it on Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm at Joey Ryan. So we have this little power struggle um, <laughs> between me and him. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can find me on social media fairly easily, and I'm pretty, you know, and, I, and I'm pretty, and I you know, talk to my fans, and I pretty active on it. So there's different ways to keep it contact with me or, or see what i'm doing i'd like to hope there's a great story somewhere along the lines of of a confusion between the two of you <laughs> and somebody thinking because you know sometimes when i do the old vanity search and i just search my name out um you know i see a lot of he, he gets tweeted in a lot of things that he's probably like what in the world is this like, <laughs> a lot of dick related media that he's getting <laughs> awesome. oh Yo, are you, you going to be wrestling uh, down in new orleans for many a weekend at all what shows are you going to be at? yeah I have, uh, I mean, like seven shows in three days. That's the way it works there, because uh, they're all day, every day. Um, so yeah, I'll be quite a few. Uh, I'll be at the WrestleCon Super Show. I'll be at Beyond Wrestling. I'll be at the Crash Lucha Libre. I'll be at uh, the Wrestling Revolver. Man, I can't. And then of course I'll be at the convention too, signing. So um, yeah, there's just a lot going on that week. It's a very busy weekend. Well, well, we will see you down there for sure. Joey, we are huge freaking fans, man. You are you are what's right about professional wrestling, dude, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome. Oh, my God. You guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. First of all, AJ had to duck out for a second. I actually think AJ's uh, this is going to be it for him for this week um, because he's uh, running around. AJ's schedule. He was actually supposed to be up here at Congress this week. Um, and that got screwed up because of the snow that we had in our area. So uh, AJ's all screwed up down there. But um, I think he's going to be done for the rest of the show. That all being said, 
Aaron, you know I am the nerdiest of nerdy Joey Ryan fans. You you are. You are absolutely you that was the one part, you know, when I took you to what culture. Yeah. You you definitely got alert when uh, Joey Ryan well, I was really upset that Grado wasn't there because he's the other like these are the two for me. The two indie wrestlers that I mark out for are Joey Ryan and Grado. And because you guys know how I feel. Like I want that I like great wrestlers. You guys know you, I love, you, but you want the comedy bits. You I, you are I, very into the comedy wrestling. I want to be entertained. That's what I'm there. Yes. Entertain me. And if you watch Joey Ryan, how are you anything other than wildly entertained by him? And it's one thing if a guy can't wrestle at all, right? Like, they just have nothing to offer as a wrestler. That's not the case. Joey Ryan can wrestle. He's also fucking entertaining as shit. And, you know, you can say it's sort of bro-ish or whatever, but I think it's almost brilliant. I think it's a parody, and I think that's sort of what he was alluding to. And so I don't think he's playing to the lowest common denominator. I actually think he's playing at a fairly... Again, forgiven what the subject matter is... I think it's kind of highbrow. I think he's it's, he's really smart. The, the one thing, if we, if we had him a little longer, I would have gone kind of down the road of, you know, we are getting into a more, you know, like he, he makes guys grab his dick sometimes. Right, like right. that could, it viewed in some ways, could be viewed as, you know, basically advocating sexual harassment. Right. And kind of, and how he has to balance that. Well, but I think he alluded I, to that when he talked about how it all started. He was like, look, th- right. this is, there's a different culture that exists in Japan than exists in America. There's things that you can do. And um, right. I, I think he's aware of all of those things. And I get it. For certain people, they think it's, it's, it's incredibly stupid. What I'm saying is I'm not – look, I'm a dumb guy in general, right? Like if – just big picture, I'm a dumb guy. I'm not, I'm not a mouth breather, right? right. I'm not entertained right. by this because, oh, look, he's grabbing someone's dick. I'm entertained right. by it because he's telling a story in the process. Yes, and, and that's the thing is, is he has been able to walk that line. Like he hasn't really drawn that much criticism, which is amazing in this season. You know, if it's the criticism, it's the criticism that I alluded to with him, which is that you're killing the business. Comedy doesn't belong here. He hasn't really gotten that much criticism the other way, which just shows what a good job he's doing it, that pretty much everybody is getting it. Uh, correct. Um, I, I think he's brilliant, man. I think he's brilliant. I think it's. You know, the stuff that he's talking about, like trying to find a niche for yourself, um, he's found it. And I don't know. It might mean that like, this is as far as he'll ever go. I, I don't know what the WWE would try to do with Joey Ryan. I don't know if they could, they could make jo- Joey Ryan work. He's also about to be 40, 40 years old. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's, he's definitely I, – I don't know if he's coming to – you know, because people are wrestling well into their right, 40s these right. days. But he's not a guy who they would necessarily be like, man, we need to bring this guy in. Right, correct. But that all being said, dude, he is wonderful. He is wonderful. He is part of what makes professional wrestling great. And I am uh, really appreciative that we got the opportunity to chat with him. Real quick, Defy has so many shows coming up. Like, it's bonkers what they're doing. Um, I've actually been talking to my wife about the possibility of visiting the Pacific Northwest because I owe her a trip. And Mm -hmm. we've we've never been to that part of the country. Um, so I've been talking to our buddy Jim Perry from uh, from Defy about the possibility of going out that way and seeing a show while we're there because yep. I'm so all in. I, I've, I've I've definitely looked at it. I've, I was actually I was trying to find like a weekend where it would be uh, Defy was going on and the Mariners because obviously I've I've never been to a Mariners game. I've never yeah, been out there. I try yeah. to hit all the stadiums I can. So I would really like that. There aren't a lot of overlaps. I was looking like the first week, not the first, but the second weekend of September. There's one around July, June 10th, which unfortunately is my anniversary. Though maybe I can convince my wife say, to go that, on anniversary you know, trips out, out to Seattle. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying well, we're to get trying to go. We, we want to go to a show at the Gorge. I've never been to the Gorge before, and it's just unbelievable. It's like Red Rocks in Colorado. Like You just have to go sometime. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to try to make it happen. Go to DefyWrestling.com right now. Defy Vibes coming up on April 13th. Uh, Legendary on April 28th. Mayhem in Missoula is, again, they're trying to work their way out to more of the Pacific no- Northwest. So they're going to Montana and to Oregon, as we referenced, uh, where Joey Ryan's going to be. Just get to DefyWrestling.com right now. Everything they do is magic. I mean, it's, it's really, really special what's happening out that way. And they're just putting on incredible, incredible shows. So uh, we are happy for them because we love, love, love those guys and love Defy Wrestling. All right, um, let's knock out a couple topics we haven't had the opportunity to chat about uh, that we should. Aaron, we call it the quick count. Uh, we always like to go off the reservation and give you an opportunity to chat about something. Uh, what do you have for us to lead things off? Well, to go off the reservation, we'll go over to New Japan. They just had the New Japan Cup, one of their many tournaments, which is always awesome because it's lots of fantastic wrestling in a short amount of time. And who doesn't like that? Yeah, sounds pretty uh, good to me. Zach, Zach Saber Jr., won it which is a little bit of a surprise to a lot See, of people why, First why ever, is that why why what why, why is it is surprising surpri- zach saber jr is amazing like I th- zach saber jr is a, but he he is a foreigner and foreigners don't oh, typically win okay. these tournaments he's okay. the first ever european to win the new japan cup um uh, obviously you know we've seen a little bit more obviously kenny omega won the g1 a couple of years ago but for the most part, it is, you know, tend to be the Japanese wrestlers who win it. So Zach Zaber Jr. won it. It's extremely prestigious. Their next big pay-per-view is Genesis. That's one of their, I don't know if it's necessarily like, you know, it, there's an equivalent to the big four for WWE, but it's definitely one of their bigger pay-per-views. And uh, he gets a shot at Okada in the title. So that's going to be a sick, sick match. Yeah, no uh, he beat ta- And he beat Tanahashi to do it. That was the other thing. Okay. All right. That's so, kind of a big deal. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. When will the uh, Okada match be? That will be uh, April 1st. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, very, look, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is incredible. Uh, we've had the chance to see him here with Evolve uh, in Joppa. He is unbelievable. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised that, again, I don't – if the WWE ever does anything with the U.K., like, I still have no idea if they're ever going to. Um, I would think he would be a very logical fit. <laughs> Well, he, a, they, you know, they tried to sign him after the Cruiserweight Classic. It's just right. that he was like, nah, you know, if you're just going to kind of put me in this thing, I, I got big. I'm going to Japan. I'm going to be Evolve Champion. I'm going to be, one, you know, one of the biggest name on the indies. I can wait a little bit for this. So, you know, he's one of those guys who, who can make that choice, who doesn't necessarily need the WWE as much as the WWE would like to have him. I'm sure he'll get there eventually. But uh, right now, he's just killing it everywhere. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He is unbelievable. All right, uh, next on your list. Uh, next, we uh, have another WrestleMania match. As we the It hasn't ended, but we have the finals of the Cruiserweight Tournament. Uh, Cedric Alexander will take on uh, Mustafa Ali. Okay, so I got to be honest with you. This is disappointing to me, and, and uh, for two reasons. One, I told you they... Sadly, they were not able to draw me back in, and right. and and that's tough. I don't know what it would be that it would draw me back in. Um, you know, we we talked about Mysterio. We talked about some other things they could do. I, they're in a really tough place. Cedric Alexander has been a good soldier. He has been a constant performer since the day he arrived. He's very good, and so the idea of Cedric Alexander getting the opportunity, I have no problem with. But the truth is, at the moment when Enzo's suspension and later firing happened. If they had just given the belt to Cedric Alexander, I don't think that anybody would have complained about that because he at that time was the guy, right? Like, he was the logical choice. And so in a way, to get to Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali, I don't know, it kind of feels like we could have just done all this without a tournament. 
You know, like the- it was it was a little bit weird. I, I agree with you to an extent. And I'm actually I'm kind of glad that they pulled it was uh, they, they used Ali instead of Drew Gulak, not because I don't like Gulak and I don't think Gulak would deserve that spot. But because if it was Alexander versus Gulak, like that was literally the feud you had in January. Right. You could have done that right. at the Rumble. So I'm kind of happy with the fact that they did something a little bit different. But yes, I would have liked to see a, a Mark Andrews. I would have liked to see Roderick Strong. Right. Someone that like a reason that, OK, this is this was their chance to say, look, 205 Live is different now. The, the, we're doing a hard reset on 205 Live. We know it hasn't worked in the past. You know, it, it worked a little bit with Enzo, but Enzo's gone now. We need to make this different. And here's how we're going to make this different. We have these different guys coming in now. We're going to let them wrestle 25, 30-minute matches. We're going to do something a little bit different from what we've done before. And while they've got part of that as far as the, the focus on the wrestling style, like the, the true we're going to let these guys do what they can do, 25-minute type things, I think you want you needed to mix it up a little yep. bit more. Yep. That being said, it's going to be a great match. It'll Unfortunately, my guess is it's probably on the pre-show again. Which, again, you know, yeah. if this is supposed to be, hey, watch 205 Live, putting it on the pre-show is not a good way to do that. But um, I, I agree that I'm a little disappointed, but I'm glad that it's something a little bit different than the Alexander Gulak match yeah, we could have had back in January. It's slightly different in that way, but yeah, I mean, what you just talked about, anything involving Roderick Strong, I think would have been better. There's just a lot of things that I think could have been better here, and in that way, I'm a little bit bummed out about it. Now, the bigger issue for them is we're coming down to the end of the Mixed Match Challenge and presumably they go back to 10 o'clock, is coming out of this, do they have something that makes people tune in? And and I ugh, I don't feel it right now. Now, if that answer is after WrestleMania weekend, it's going to be Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, okay, I mean, that, that, that certainly right. helps. Like the, you, you, need an impl- you need to have, I think, a total overhaul of the roster. And if that means sent, you know putting some of these guys on NXT and like truly on NXT and some kind of going back and forth and just saying, like, look, New roster, new matches, new style. You know, you do well, it, do I, the look, rebrand. Dude, I've told okay. you a million times. The, the answer is the answer, and and why the, it's the it, this is happening without it actually happening. And there's no reason why these performers should not also be involved with other aspects of professional wrestling of the WWE of of the the main roster. And their continual unwillingness to do it is just going to leave them in the same spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. At the same time, you know, we saw Goldust come in, who who can't win a damn match and beat up everybody on the cruiserweight roster. Like that's that, the that's, the, that's, that's the that's the that's the unfortunate thing way. is they don't know how to book the cruiserweights right. when it comes to booking them with other people. What I'm saying is that there is absolutely no reason why Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong, who had an amazing year in NXT, there is no reason why he shouldn't be getting a match on Raw every now and then I, and beating look, I don't, someone. I don't disagree with you, but the reason is that they don't know how to book. Like, he would be jobbing out to Goldust. And that's, like, that's the again, fact. That's, but that's the problem. That, that, again, right. just because they don't get it right doesn't mean that we can't say they need to get it right. You know what I mean? Well, like, of they course, have oh, to yeah, get it no, right. If, if you told me that these guys could come out and immediately be IC or US title contenders or even world title contenders, I'd say, yes, do that. But when the choice is probably, you know, probably either you let them intermix and then they get destroyed or you keep them apart, then you kind of have to keep them apart. But in what world shouldn't they be able? And that's the problem. In what world shouldn't Roderick Strong be able to be on television as a contender for a secondary title? There is no world, but that's the world we live in. That's the problem. Unfortunately. That's the issue. That's why this doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because you're isolating them to a point where if you don't tune on or turn on, you're never going to be able to see them. And I get the concept is what well, we want people to say. We can only see them there. But nobody's seeing them. 
and it continues, and it's just it's infuriating. I want to be in. I want to like the. I, these are performers I like. I like Cedric Alexander a great deal. I've watched. I've liked everything I've ever seen him do, but yet I'm not inclined to turn it on because I just I'm not getting it, and I'm not getting something unique either or different. That's the the, the magic of the Mix Max Challenge, right? Is that you're getting something that you don't get to see otherwise. It's fun. It's comedy. It's it's a different, and, and they thing. let them do something very different. They right. let them do the basically a house show match, right? And you're just not getting that from 205 Live. So all you're really getting is at the moment who's the cruiserweight champion. That's it. That's all you're getting from this show. Yep. And I don't care enough singularly about the cruiserweight championship for that to be enough for me. Fair um, enough. We have a new Hall of Famer. We do have a new Hall of Famer. This I one was a little bit of a surprise. Well, I, I assume this cool clo- to see. Right, I assume this closes the class for this year, right? Like I assume. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they don't have room for anybody yeah. else, unless I guess they could squeeze in like a, a, a post uh, posthumous. Yeah, posthumous. I, yeah, I, I right, know right, how to... yeah, yeah, posthumous. Yeah, uh, induction. But again, there's already eight people, so probably not. Like I expected the last person to have been uh, a dead wrestler, a Bam Bam Bigelow, or you know who had been right. speculated before. Right. But yeah, I assume this closes the door. It, it's going to be a great induction. I mean, Mark Henry has such a cool career, and, and it's so funny to think about that. You know, if he had retired in 2010, 2009, like, he goes down as one of the biggest busts in wrestling history. Like, coming in, signing that 10-year deal. Okay. And while he, he had some, you know, some some highlights, the sexual chocolate was interesting and, Dude, and stuff. Dude, fruity are you kidding me? He, had, he, gave, he, he gave birth to a hand. What are you talking yes. about? He had yes. some highlights. He'd be remembered forever. He'd be remembered for that. But again, you know, he came in as a huge deal, like the first ever 10-year contract for a, for a, a wrestling star, stuff like that. Uh, but then over the, you know, the last seven years of his career, it totally changed. It was amazing to see. And uh, he absolutely deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Anybody even mildly questioning it is out of their goddamn mind. And he better wear the salmon jacket. If he's not wearing the yeah, salmon I, jacket, I it's all a, yeah. just, it's a mistake. Yeah, you're right. Uh, 100% he should. Look, um, it's there's I guess there's a little bit of this where you're like, really, this is it? Like it's it's over? You know what I mean? Like I guess I'm a little bit caught off guard by that, the fact that like there's not gonna be any more Mark Henry. But at some point, what else did they have for Mark Henry and who knows if he even wants to continue performing at this point? Um I I, I love Mark Henry, yes. I think I think the funny thing is, and there's a recency bias to it, but frankly, the retirement swerve was so good. That mm-hmm. I'm almost bitter he didn't get anything more out of that. Right. Like, I kind of hate that all that got him was one night one and one title yeah. shot. You know what I mean? Like, that was such a great moment. Well, maybe maybe he's going to swerve us at the Hall of Fame. I mean, we that would think be he's wonderful. going into the Hall right, of Fame and he just calls out Roman Reigns yeah, or right. whoever. That'd be wonderful. But I, um, I get, you know, like, it was, it was such an incredible professional wrestling moment that I really wish there would have been more for him after that. I really wish it oh, would have yeah. been more than just, all right, Mark, we're going to give you one more title match, and, and then that's that. I wish there would have been more for him from there. But um, all in all, Mark Henry served his purpose for a long time. Um, they needed somebody that was, that, that was big as shit and could just serve that role. He did that. Um, he offered far more entertainment than I think people realized when he first came in. Uh, I, I love Mark Henry. Love Mark Henry. My wife's a Mark Henry Mark, so I, a Mark Mark, yes. I believe is what you call that. Um, you, you have to get her the Hall of Fame shirt, I'm guessing? I might. I might have to get her the Hall of Fame shirt while we're down there, um, which is funny, right? Like, my, my wife loves Mark Henry. You'll never be able to explain that. You know, I'll, I, I don't know what it is, just a look, just something. She just loves Mark Henry. Um, so it's cool. It's cool. And, and, what it, and by the way, he's coming somewhere. i got to try to get him on. I think he's coming to do Ellsworth's show. 
um, nice. uh, in like April. So uh, we will try to get Mark Henry on. To... Speaking of Ellsworth, I don't know if you saw this, oh, but yeah, he's, he's uh, they announced the... Ellsworth was Riddle yeah, for uh, pretty for Janela's spring break. Pretty wonderful. Pretty wonderful. Did, did, did you see the video for it? I did. I watched it. I watched it. I saw. Oh that. my god, that Riddle's. Do I have to fight James Ellsworth? It's, it's tremendous. <laughs> so tremendous. Good. It was really good. Really good. Not getting me there, but still tremendous. Sorry, I'm, I've already committed to too many wrestling shows. When I, get I, I, I think I'm Orleans. going with Migs. I've already talked to Migs about I, it. I have a huge problem, though, now, because like, part of the reason why I wanted to do New Orleans was because of um, you know, the food and drink. But I've been doing this diet cleanse thing, and like, I don't <laughs> want to get off of it. Like, yeah, our buddy, our buddy, our you're buddy, getting off of it. I know I probably will, but our buddy Ben Nash hit me up because he's been listening to the show the last couple weeks, and he's like, dude, I, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing. So like, you and I can like – Watch out for each other. I'm like, ah, <laughs> no promises. No yeah, promises. No, no shit. Did, did you see what Mania Crawl said? The second bar, uh, three, yeah, three for one, one beers? Drinks. Jesus Christ. That's such a problem. <laughs> that's such a problem, dude. I got I to gotta somehow try to – I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try to keep myself together during the course of the weekend while we're down in New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Good luck at that. I just don't want to die. Well, you, you know how you can keep yourself together? Go uh, to more wrestling shows. Yeah, right? That's a good point. I could do that. All right, um, so Aaron, uh, give me your let's let's get your plugs in. AJ already got his in, so get yeah. Your plugs uh, in. Twitter at the the a oster. We're on Twitter at jobbing out show. You can find us and email us jobbing out show at gmail dot com. Wrote about Daniel Bryan this week for Baltimore Sun. I'm definitely going to be doing more uh, WrestleMania related stuff as we get closer and closer. So keep your eye out, particularly in the Baltimore Sun, for that stuff. All right, very good. Um, I I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio dot com is my website. Uh, thanks again to Joey Ryan, who's fucking awesome. I loved it. By the way, um, I think we're going to be ticking up our Hall of Fame count next week on the show. Just uh, just keep that in mind. think the Hall of Fame counter is going to tick Interesting. up by one. Um, well, it's somebody we've been talking about for a little while that's coming to the area. So I, uh, Oh, I, I think I know who you're talking I, about I then. I believe that is happening next week officially. We were actually – this is the bummer. Oh, God, I hate how we do this show. I was offered him in studio <laughs> – Oh, but the problem is they, they they don't understand. So I was like, okay, could we go down and tape the show in DC that day? Because that's where he's going to be when he first comes. Like his first per, her first show is in DC. Then he's doing one in Baltimore. Um, I'm like, could we go down and do the show in DC that day? And I'm like, that's all well and good, but then there would be no promotion of, for the show because we don't do it live. So I was like, Ugh. I'm sorry, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we can't do it in studio. Oh. I mean, we'll, like, we'll throw we'll throw him on to to the I'm sure one of the uh, the guys would take him. Yeah, down on 980. I mean, like I I can I can offer that. Yeah, you know, but um, I mean, it's just we can't you know we we can't promote based the way the way we do our show. We wouldn't be able to promote his show. There would be no promotion for it at that point. So it's just what it is, man. It's what it is. This is our lot in life. Unfortunately, that's what we deal with. Well, but, we may we may see if see if we can still work that out somehow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, anyway, but yes, I believe that's happening next week, so I'm looking forward to that. For uh, Aaron Oster and for the main event, vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. I am Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out!